Hey folks, I'm Alex Dowd. And I'm Katie Reif. Today we're going to be talking about two movies from 2013. They are both about the president trapped in the White House, under siege, with only a lone Secret Service agent there to save him. Uh, the films are Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. Welcome to a very special episode of Film Club, The Premise Dome. Welcome to The Premise Dome! All right, Katie, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm all right, man. I was up late last night. I was working on that review, and then Stuart Gordon died, and I was like, well, might as well jam this baby out. So I went to bed yep. at like 3.30, so. Uh, same. I, I, I was re-watching these movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you pushing it back a couple hours for me, because <laughs> got up this got up this morning and just put them both, beamed them both directly into my brain. So <laughs> I'm right. fresh. I'm ready. Um, so we, we mentioned that this is uh, this... We're, we're sort of doing something called the premise dome. And uh, so I, I've, I've worked at the AV Club for about seven years now. Um, and uh, as long as I've worked here, uh, I remember people discussing this idea. Uh, it, was, it was something that was brought up. I remember that uh, two old AV Club employees, Josh Modell and Sean O'Neill, were very excited about, about this idea. It was something we always meant to launch. And the notion was um, we would take two films... Uh, with very similar premises and we would kind of pit, a, pit them against each other and each person it'd be two people and each one would take a side in the debate sort mm-hmm. of uh, so uh, one that was I remember those two uh, Sean and, and Josh were both very excited about talking about the two uh, the two rap mockumentaries from the early 90s <laughs> um, Fear of a Black Hat and CB4 right. so uh, I would still love for them one day to, to still do that my choice for the premise dome was I thought I was quite clever for coming up with this Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator. That was my pitch. That's very funny, and I think we'd be doing that today if you and I did not uh, fundamentally agree. agree on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we kind of had to go through a list to figure it out. So, you know, that was it, it, the the feature was originally conceived as a as a print thing where people would go back and forth, but due to current circumstances and where we're at right now, we would we decided why not? It seems like a perfect time to try it out, and uh, we're going to try it out on Film Club. So, I think part of the the sort of impetus of this feature for so long. Was was this phenomenon known as twin films. Um, it happens often enough that they have a name for it. Right, exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, essentially, it's when two two projects with very similar premises open very close to each other, usually, sometimes within the same calendar year, sometimes a year or so apart. Uh, famous examples include Armageddon and Deep Impact, which yep. opened within, I believe, two months of each other. A Bug's Life and Ants, which were about a month apart um, back in 1998. Uh, same year, actually, as, as <laughs> Armageddon and, uh, and Deep Impact. And it's just something that happens fairly regularly. You know, the, the vagaries of, uh, of studio production, two projects yeah. go into development at the same time. Nobody blinks. We get two versions of the same the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think this is so common? I I mean, I always kind of chalked it up to competitiveness amongst Hollywood studios. You know, like they're kind of in a race to rush them out at the same time. Uh, that probably occasionally is the reason. I think it actually has more to do, though, with, you know, I mean, studios not having an inside line on each other's projects. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and Sony are both developing something themselves. They're not necessarily, they might not even know about it until these projects are well underway. So if you're, 
if you're developing Olympus Has Fallen, you don't necessarily know for sure at that very early stage that White House Down is something that's happening. Other times I will say, well, actually I do think this is one case where maybe something, Olympus Has Fallen might have been in the works and somebody got wind of White House Down and they said, well, I think we can get this out sooner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I kind of viewed it as part of the same, I suppose, base impulse that leads to the existence of things like the asylum things like mockbusters things yeah yeah except that those are very you know the asylum is a is a is a company that i'm not sure if they still do straight to it used to be straight to dvd with them. right um now i assume they go to streaming platforms they're in red boxes um, i think i think if you go to yeah. a red box you can pick up some <laughs> asylum releases i definitely remember there was a sort of golden age of these during the blockbuster era when you'd mm-hmm. go there i remember when titanic came out they had this this is sort of bootleg Titanic knockoff that was it. I actually don't know if that was the asylum. I assume it wasn't actually. But uh, it's sort of the idea that these small distributors, uh, these small production companies sort of rush out a cheap knockoff version. Right. But twin uh, films are between two big, you know, big studios. These are Hollywood productions we're talking about. Or sometimes mini majors. I mean, one that mm-hmm. we've talked about for the, the show is um, is uh, Capote and Infamous, both about Truman Capote. Right. Those came out uh, very close to each other as well. So the two that we are discussing today uh, are both, uh, they have some, some superficial similarities, I would say. Sure, beyond <laughs> uh, just their premise. You right. know, the basic premise, uh, as you said in the intro, is that the White House is under siege and the president needs to be saved and there's a bad enough dude to save the president who steps forward and in the case of Olympus has fallen it's Gerard Butler and in White House Down it's Channing Tatum but yeah. the characters themselves are pretty similar too they're both kind of fuck-ups who need to prove themselves you know to get back to the place where they really want to be or in Tatum's case to get there in the first place and they both do so through extreme violence which is <laughs> An interesting comment on, uh, you know, the American uh, character, perhaps. For sure. (laughs) Uh, I think it's also probably worth noting that both of them are not technically on duty at the White House when when, when the shit hits the fan. This is rugged Um, individualism. That's right. They're they're basically like freelance (laughs) helping the president, you know. Contractors, Um, yeah. That's right. Uh, Butler's character is Mike Banning. He is uh, a former former member of the 75th Ranger Regiment. I'm reading right now, <laughs> and uh, he he has been like the president's personal secret service agent for uh, the president. By the way, played by Aaron Eckhart in this film, mm-hmm. U.S. President mm-hmm. Benjamin Asher, and he has been the president's uh, like sort of on the personal security detail of the president uh, for some time. Though at the beginning of the film, we see this. There's a sort of traumatic backstory that happens where they're at Camp David and they're they're leaving and they're it, during a snowstorm and there's a car accident with some very terrible CGI. I must say, CGI oh, wow, cars yeah. awful, <laughs> always awful. Well, um, you know. To be fair, this is one area where these films are, you know, equal in that uh, the end of White House Down is a pretty terrible CGI car shot in it. So there is a lot of bad CGI in both of them. I would say I don't want to tease my allegiances here, but I will say that uh, I think that the CGI in Olympus Has Fallen is worse, possibly because the movie costs less money. There's more of it for less money. (laughs) Yeah, I will give you that. 
So during this car accident, uh, the first lady, played by Ashley Judd, who I hope got paid handsomely for her day on set or something, yeah, uh, she dies, and it's part, it's it's sort of Banning's fault. Well, in, in the sense that Banning basically, uh, the president is trying to pull her from the car, and Banning won't let her, won't let him. He's like, my duty yeah. is to protect you. Pulls him out, the car falls. So the two are estranged at the beginning of the movie. It's like best friends who haven't seen each other for a while, basically. Mm-hmm. They had a falling um, out. That's right. So he's been sort of reassigned, and. And when uh, when the attack happens on the White House, he's just kind of in the area. Uh, he still works in D.C., obviously. At the Treasury Department, I believe. They That's put him right. on desk duty. They benched That's right, him. yeah. Which is, for Gerard Butler, is a fate worse than death. He Absolutely. Not, that is not a guy who wants to be on a desk, you know? No. He's got to be in action, stabbing people in the skull. <laughs> um, hey, 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 spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We'll get to it, we'll get to it. <laughs> so he ends up, you know, he's like a one-man army, and he goes in there and has to try to save the president. So in, uh, in White House Down... Uh, which came out uh, right around the 4th of July, I think three months after Olympus Has Fallen was mm-hmm. in theaters. Mm-hmm. Very quick turnover there. Uh, Channing Tatum is is our main character. He plays uh, John Cale. He's a police officer who is very interested in becoming a Secret Service agent. Right. He's He's sort of your classic movie, you know, like, cool guy who plays by his own rules except in this film it hasn't worked out very well for him he's right he's kind of had a history of as as i think as he said earlier fucking up you know insubordination um, he, and so on right. yeah he's also a military veteran just like butler's character which is mm-hmm. I, I feel like kind of the go-to explanation for why a character is a badass generally in yeah generally movies. for yeah. for men for sure for women yeah. it's usually it's something else but for men yeah it's military although in yeah. the hunt she was a military veteran. That's so. true. That was a nice detail in that. that yeah. At least, at least they gave us some explanation. Something. For why she, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, perhaps it's a we're reaching equity there. <laughs> that's right. So uh, the president in White House Down is Jamie Fox, and the plot. I mean, the, honestly, the, the the plot is not so dissimilar. There's an no. attack on the White House. We are not prepared, and the terrorists take over the White House. And both films try or successfully take the president hostage. Tatum's character, John. Kale ends up in the White House for a job interview. Uh, he's, he, he wants to be part of the Secret Service. And he's there with his daughter, who is like a, a politics buff, played by Joey King. Mm-hmm. Um, Very, a young Joey King, yeah. Yep, that's right. And uh, so he sort of has to... That's another element that these two films share is there are children in peril. And yeah. Olympus has fallen. It's the president's son. In this film, it, it's the our hero's daughter. Yeah, um, um, I feel like White House Down is a lot more Spielbergian about its uh, children in peril, whereas Olympus Has Fallen, it is something of an afterthought. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, um, it, it is sort of it's it kind of a subplot in um, in Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Actually, honestly, afterthought is the right word. It's definitely a, like a footnote on that movie. Um, yeah, they don't they don't bother really extending it in either direction beyond a few scenes. Exactly. So whereas White House Down, there's like a lot of stuff about father. There's this moment in the film where mm-hmm. um, where Tatum and Fox are, are sort of hiding underground from the terrorists, and they're just talking about being dads um, mm-hmm. and about the challenges of raising daughters. Basically, um, right. a kind of a kind of sweet little moment, I have to say. Well. I'm teasing my allegiances again here. (laughs) Well, Channing Tatum's character is a dad guy. You know, he's a dad. He really wants to be a good dad. Whereas Gerard Butler's character, he's a wife guy. He's all about, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the classic 90s style 
woman on the other end of the phone worried about him the whole movie and he doesn't have any children himself but his wife is very important uh one of the few character details in olympus has fallen is a sort of running joke about how you need to listen carefully to women when they talk or else they'll get mad at you which i mean i don't disagree with but the way they play it is a little uh well it's definitely one of those things where they're like giving guys a life hack or something mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. they're just like fellas listen to the wife you're yeah. gonna be in trouble if you don't you happy know? wife happy life am i right fellas <laughs> that's totally what it is yeah <laughs> so we have a dad guy um, and a wife guy <laughs> yep both films have these kind of large ensemble casts you know you mm-hmm. have uh, v- various other political figures in the in the orbit of these characters um and olympus has fallen there's more Morgan Freeman, who plays the Speaker of the House. You have Angela, uh, Angela Bassett. She's the Secret Service Director. Uh, Robert Forrester is the U.S. Army General. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could just name stars and the various roles in the government they play for the Yeah, they, they both have pretty uh, star-studded casts, honestly. They do. They do. And, and pretty good casts on a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, in White House Down, you're looking at Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jason Clark is one of the bad guys in the film. He's an ex-Delta Force and CIA operative. Richard Jenkins plays the Speaker of the House. You got James Woods. Speaking of which, I should say that both of these films are really good examples of uh, what Ebert used to call the law of economy of characters. And when Ebert was alive, he he had a number of sort of laws or principles that, that he picked up over the years watching movies. And this one basically stated that if a notable actor or a name actor a very recognizable actor is in what appears to be a small role in the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a very good chance that the role will actually be way more significant than that. Um, It often applied to, to villains in films, uh, characters who I remember the, uh, the Clint Eastwood movie blood work, um, Jeff Daniels shows up and he's just East. He's just Eastwood's neighbor in that. He like has, he's in the houseboat next door, and you know, I mean, if you know anything about movies, and if you, if you know this this particular principle of Ebert's, you know, you're like, well, of course he's the villain. Sorry, spoiler alert for Bloodwork, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a 20 year old movie at least. Yes, so, exactly. Okay. I mean, we're we're spoiling White House down and Olympus has fallen here technically, so totally. You know, no um, big deal. So there are characters in both in both of these films where they're played by kind of uh, recognizable actors one might say mm-hmm. and when the revelation comes that <laughs> that they are in fact working with the bad guys i was not surprised are you referring uh, uh the first thing that popped into my mind is uh, jason clark's appearance at the beginning of white house down as an av technician who's fixing the white house uh theater sound system <laughs> that's one i'm actually not referring to that although that oh. uh, i mean yeah i mean I think the minute you see jason clark you're like oh yeah he's the bad guy <laughs> you know exactly um but the, you know in again spoilers if you've not seen these these films and uh i would uh encourage you maybe to watch them before listening or, or if you don't care because we're talking about olympus has fallen and white house down proceed. yeah i mean listen like we we have our opinions and our affections here but we're not exactly talking about you know like we're not comparing kurosawa masterpieces here like it's okay <laughs> That's very true. so uh, in 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 white house down it's james woods 
Ah, yep. And he's sort of head of the Secret Service in the film. And it's revealed sort of at the end of the first act that he is, in fact, he's the real bad guy. He has orchestrated this whole thing from the inside. He had a son who died overseas. And his motives are sort of um, sort of revenge, but also more of a, um, it's this patriotic thing. Who and- in... Olympus has fallen. Dylan McDermott? Yeah, it's Dylan McDermott in Olympus has fallen. So he shows up. He's just another Secret Service agent. And I, you know, uh, the minute that he showed up and the minute that, that we're seeing him with with the president later on, I was like, oh, yeah, he's totally in on this, too. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because, I mean, do we want to get into our allegiances here? I think we should. I think we should talk because about it. Because so, um, I prefer gonna... Olympus Has Fallen because this movie... It's so serious. Oh my God, it takes itself so seriously. But it does so in this really like exaggerated, chest beating, like silverback gorilla macho way that I cannot help but find hilarious. I think it's funnier than the movie that's actually trying to be funny. Right, because White House Down has a lot of, a lot more um, jokes. In For it, sure. It's a the, Channing the Tatum vehicle. Much- Totally. There's a lot more comedy in it. It's 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 much quippier. Olympus Has Fallen is very serious. Well, Olympus Has Fallen ends up being quippy. You know, like there's certain parts, like there's one part where one of the characters, she's a, um, she's a member of the cabinet and she's being dragged away, you know, by her hair, by the terrorists and they're about to go kill her. And she starts reciting the Pledge of Allegiance really loudly. And I don't think that's supposed to be a joke, but it comes off very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a lot more good in unintentional humor in Olympus Has Exactly, Fallen. exactly. Like, you know, there's a there is a lot of quippy lines, you know, like at one point Aaron Eckhart says to, oh, it's Melissa Leo, actually. And he says to her, you know, oh, rough day, huh? Because they both have been kidnapped by the terrorists. <laughs> and she goes, could be worse. How's my hair? And they play completely straight, but that is quippy dialogue. Yeah, for sure. You're right. I think that um, it's not that Olympus Has Fallen does not have a sense of humor. I think it's just a slightly more leaden sense of humor. Yes, Um, it's very invested in its own sort of mythology. And it's sort of, I mean, just looking at the two main characters, I think tells you a lot about the the two different films approaches to the same material. Like uh, Channing Tatum is an actor who, you know, he's a big buff muscly guy but he he has a good sense of humor about that and about his public image and that can't help but bleed through into all of his roles including this one in white house down whereas gerard butler is he takes himself as like a hyper macho action star very seriously and so i think that the casting kind of gives you a clue as to the way these two films see their own material for sure that's a good point I do think the casting is a big part of this. And, and uh, so I'll, I'll spill the beans. I'm obviously, I'm team White House Down. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it comes down to, so I mean, I want to talk about the fact that both of these movies are essentially diehard in the White House. <laughs> right? I mean, right. you know, single character, sort of fighting terrorists, trying to get hostages out of the building. They mm-hmm. all follow the, the, the diehard mold. And I think in another sense, they're both kind of throwbacks to the 90s. One, one of the interesting things is I think that there's actually quite a lot of so Olympus Has Fallen is directed by Antoine Fuqua, who mm-hmm. made Training Day and several movies that are not as well received as Training Day. Um, <laughs> That's a really nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And White House Down is directed by Roland Emmerich, who made Independence Day, the, the 1998 Godzilla, several. he's made several disaster movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of respects, I do kind of feel like you can see uh, Emmerich's influence on Olympus Has Fallen, too. 
Yeah, they're both the same. I, I think your 90s comparison is spot on because there is, you know, something... There is a certain tonal difference between action movies of the 80s and 90s. And this is more of a throwback to the 90s style, which mm, the best way I can think of to explain the difference in my mind is that it's one of scale. That 90s action movies are all big, 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 big. And both of these movies are bombastic in that particular way. Yeah, and they're both kind of bloated, too, I think, honestly. They're both too long. For me, White House Down goes faster, even though I think it's a little longer. Um, it is. It's uh, 11 minutes longer. Okay, got it. It's, it's got <laughs> more even, character work in it. It you does. Know, which... even, I love that they're still very close in running time, too, though. It's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in the if, if these movies came out in the 90s, I think White House Down would be Bruce Willis or maybe Will Smith. I think Olympus mm-hmm. Has Fallen would be Steven Seagal, probably. Oh, Steven Seagal. Interesting. You know? I, Olympus well, Has Fallen is a much like, and I think this might be partially, I don't want to speak for you here, but I think this might be partially why it, it might appeal to you a little bit more, is that I think that Olympus Has Fallen is a little bit more like a down and dirty macho action movie, and White House Down sure. is a little bit more an overblown 90s blockbuster, if that makes sense. For, oh, yeah, you know, that's exactly right. Like, uh, Will Smith 100% would have been in the Channing Tatum role. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who would have played the Gerard Butler role if uh, Olympus Has Fallen came out in the 90s, but Harrison Ford would have been the president for sure. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Eckhart is sort of doing Ford in a way. He is. Um, um, yeah, get off like, my he's plane. Kind of he's the, doing yeah, yeah, he's totally, he's basically just the president from Air Force One. Kind of. Yeah, he totally um, is. <laughs> Whereas um, um, Jamie Foxx's character in White House Down is pretty clearly supposed to be Barack Obama. He has, you know, a biography of Nelson Mandela and packs a yep. Nicorette gum on his nightstand. Totally. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's very, he's very clearly modeled on Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, again, I, I think that if, if you go into these films, if what you're looking for a film like this is more violence, you're definitely going to get more of it in Olympus Has Fallen. Yes, Olympus Has Fallen is of a piece with its, uh, you know, testosterone, uh, aggressive, hyper-masculinity. Olympus Has Fallen is all about, like, really up-close and personal violence, like uh, close-up headshots and um, a lot of stabbing, including the most famous moment of violence from this film, one that just makes me squeal like a demented child every time I see it, which is when Gerard Butler stabs a bad guy in the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but so listen, but White House Down has a scene where one of the characters shoots a hole in a famous painting of, of George Washington. How can you not love that? There's not no blood though, dude. That's Where's true. the carnage? That's there's, there's a lot less blood. So <laughs> it, it, was, if your criteria for this kind of film is, I really just want to see some people get fucked up, and I really want to see some some hard violence, Olympus Has Fallen does deliver on that. I would argue that a lot of the violence in it is kind of repetitive and boring. That's just me. But I think my larger point about uh, I brought up Die Hard earlier, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking about why Die Hard works. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a big part of there's two things that Die Hard has going for it that a lot of action movies don't necessarily, and a lot of films that have tried to emulate Die Hard have sort of missed. And one of them is that Bruce Willis is 
like a pretty charismatic hero. Yeah. You know, he's a likable guy. He's this cop from New York. He's in L.A. He's like, uh, you know, Los Angeles. He has an everyman quality to him, Bruce Willis. Like, he's convincing as an action star, but he's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something where you've never met somebody who looks like that in real life. Exactly. And and, and that, that partially ties into my second point, which is that he's pretty human. In mm-hmm. a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. he's not a superhero. It's why the late Die Hard movies, everyone kind of agrees those are, are pretty lousy, especially the, the most recent one, because they kind of turn McClane into Superman. You know, right. and he's like he's like jumping out of out of he's like rolling out of like collapsing helicopters. And um, I won't go as far to say that that Tatum doesn't do anything super heroic in this movie because he does tons of of things that are pretty impossible for a normal person. But I do think that the film understands on some level what a lot of diehard clones don't, which is that you have to kind of make him an underdog. Mm -hmm. Like he has to be a character where the odds are, it's not just that the odds are stacked against him, it's that he kind of seems way, way over his head in this situation. Butler in, in Olympus Has Fallen, the movie is like bowing down before his awesomeness, like basically from frame one. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, and that's the case, you know, at least with the heroic characters in Olympus Has Fallen Throughout, they are definitely portrayed with this sort of, like, jingoistic, salute the flag, Mount Rushmore sort of um, dignity that, to me, is very Republican. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah do, can I ask you this? Do, do we, we, I mean, we have to assume that Fox's character is a Democrat, just well, I don't know. I don't know if he's if we based on Obama. If yeah, he's based on Obama, he's probably a Democrat. Um, oh, and we, also, I meant to mention this before. We were talking about Channing Tatum's comedic skills, but Jamie Foxx is no slouch as a comic actor either. He's not. He's yeah. not. And I think the two have, have some chemistry. Another thing to compare these two films that I think is really interesting is their choice of terrorists. Both try to be politically relevant. Remember, this is 2013. This is pre-Trump era. Olympus Has Fallen falls more on the right-wing, dare I say, xenophobic side of things by making the villains North Korean terrorists coming in disguise as South Korean envoys. Whereas White House Down chooses uh, right-wing uh, domestic terrorists terrorists, uh, white guys as its villains. Which I have to say, I am a little bit more comfortable with watching that, I'll say, than, than Gerard P- Butler killing a bunch of Korean people. But... Well, you know, I mean, cool that Korean actors get work, but does it yeah. have to be terrorists? <laughs> like, you know, Middle Eastern actors have been saying this for decades. Totally. Thanks for the work, but like, did I have to play a terrorist? <laughs> when you go to a movie like this, too, you kind of have to accept that um, the politics are probably going to be... Uh, occasionally sort of casually problematic, I might say. Yes, for sure. For sure. I mean, the Olympus Has Fallen sequel, I think, is is a lot uglier in its, uh, one might say, its um, political implications and its and its uh, its racial implications. I think than this one. You can one. just say it's you can just say it's racist. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty racist. <laughs> it's pretty the racist, sequel is very yeah. racist. This yeah. one is maybe more casually, but I will say that I, for me, that feels that feels like a point in White House Down's favor. I am fine with seeing. Oh, can I mention too? I, I'm going to interrupt myself here and say that another detail that I really like about White House Down is. Jimmy Simpson plays a basically like a hacker who, who oh. hacks to you want to talk about dumb pleasures he basically plays a hacker who like he's a total character out of a 90s action movie White House Down another way that it follows the diehard template is that it very much gives us this team of kind of eccentric 
goons that they have to kill. I did enjoy um, Jimmy Simpson's casting. I found that delightful. And he's and, very funny. Listening yeah. to Beethoven while he's hacking in, in, in the basement. He, I mean, it's such a cliche, but this is a movie I think that embraces cliches in a pretty fun way. Can we at least agree that the filmmaking in White House Down is better? I wish I could fight you on this, but I simply cannot. <laughs> Olympus Has Fallen looks like a Halo game. It looks like a first, yeah. it's got the the color palette of a first person shooter. It looks like shit. Well, it's funny because Butler too. I, sometimes I look at him and I think he looks like he looks like his own video game avatar. <laughs> yeah, Butler, totally. You know, but like there's like, just something kind of waxy about him. But you know, I mean that. I mean, you're right that it's it's shot that way, so it kind of looks like a video game. And you're right that there is an aspect of, in a way, Olympus has fallen. It, this it's to use a metaphor. It's a kid wearing a suit that's too big. <laughs> you know, it's really aspiring towards this very like self serious thing that it can't. You know, it's really you know trying really hard to be tough and it just mm, and it, it's a level of tough that may not be possible for anyone to actually fully credibly achieve but i find that charming i like <laughs> i'd rather you shoot for the stars and fall flat on your face than go mediocre so so you you like its lack of self-awareness whereas white house down is is very aware of what it's doing and always sort of telling you what it's doing and Yes, uh, okay. it's, it's, yeah, I, I like this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it sort of falls into this sort of, this isn't my theory, but it is something that I fully believe about films, is that you, okay, you have films that are unequivocally good, right? Everything about it is well done. And then you have films that are just bad, that are, you know, just boring, poorly made, sloppy, not worth your time. But then the pendulum can keep swinging all the way to the other end, which is when you have a film that fails so spectacularly in its ambitions that it ends up being good in its own way. And I think Olympus Has Fallen is a great example of one of those ten movies. It's definitely a good, like, get together with friends and watch uh, a dopey movie movie, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. And and possibly more so than White House Down. Um, I mean, White House Down, to me, strikes me as a movie theater movie. Um, I was going to say that. Yeah. White House Down is definitely a movie you'd walk out of the theater being like, oh, that was all right. But then Olympus yeah. is falling and be like, what the fuck was that shit? <laughs> um, I, I think partially for me, it might come down to where my nostalgia, like what I'm more nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we both grew up in the 90s. Uh, I, w- I, I was never even as a kid was I ever like, it wasn't like Roland Emmerich movies were ever my bread and butter necessarily. Yeah, but they were in the air then, man. Like they it were. was just in the air. And I saw Independence Day that summer. I probably saw it opening weekend. You know, Everybody it, did. It, it was it was huge. I remember when that Super Bowl trailer aired, and it's just that shot, the most famous shot in Emmerich's whole career, which is the the White House blowing up. They make a joke about it in White House Down. They do. They make a reference to it in White House Down. That's right. And to me, this this captured White House Down is a throwback to that era, and in a lot of ways. And uh, maybe I find that more charming than Olympus Has Fallen's. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk about charm, I guess I'm more charmed by White House Down's sort of uh, its own nostalgia for an age of sort of uh, bloated, star-powered action movies. Uh, but is it a- nostalgia, though? Because Emmerich was like the architect of that bloated era. And is he still just doing the same thing he did then? 
Maybe that's a good point. Although I do think that that White House Down is one of his better ones since that era. I think it's one yeah. of the ones that actually recaptures that magic a little bit. Uh, I will say that one one thing that I do find sort of uh, really endearing about him is that he does seem to have a kind of love for American iconography, sometimes mm-hmm. blowing up American iconography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they blow up the Capitol in this one. They do. Although, and again, when I said earlier that Olympus Has Fallen has some sort of Emmerich touches about it, even though it's directed by Antoine Fuqua, there is a moment in Olympus Has Fallen that's a total Emmerich moment and it's when they blow up the Washington Monument and uh, we sort of see that collapse and there's like a shot of sort of these little CGI people running and then they're just Mm -hmm. they're just cruelly just obliterated by a big piece of the Washington Monument. (laughs) That's a very Emmerich moment. Yeah, Um, it is a very Emmerich moment, for sure. One thing that I prefer about Olympus Has Fallen is they actually do wreck the White House in that movie. The White House mm -hmm. actually does get all fucked up. And and I always appreciate, it kind of goes back to the sort of like 60s, 70s B-movie huckster thing that I love so much. I love when a movie delivers on its promises. And this movie promised you the White House was going to get fucked up, and the White House did indeed get fucked up. And a guy got stabbed in the brain. You get what you pay for. (laughs) But I will counter by saying that White House Down has a lot more distinctive White House stuff in it. Like, you can tell that um, Emmerich, being the kind of nerd that he is about this kind of stuff, was basically like, we need we need to see the blueprints. I want to actually have scenes set in these various areas of the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie works in some some White House lore. There's a lot about tunnels underneath the White House. There's the, we're, we're almost, we're introduced to the space. I actually think this is one of the smarter choices he makes. One of the smarter choices in a pretty dumb movie, to be honest. But <laughs> there's a scene where we, we meet this tour guide character who becomes a supporting character, and he's sort of walking our main characters around the White House, and he's introducing different parts of the White House, and it's sort of like the movie basically being like, "This is where a lot of this action is going to be sent, uh, is going to be set. Let's familiarize you with it." Yeah. Well, I think that that's one area where. To be honest, I agree that that is a good strategy on White House Down's part. Well, Olympus has fallen. I don't think cost nearly as much money. <laughs> oh, it did not. That's actually that's very notable. Um, yeah, Olympus has fallen costs seventy million dollars. White House Down costs twice that. It was one hundred and fifty million. And they're actually they're thought of as the sort of general the, the conventional wisdom is that Olympus has fallen. Uh, was the bigger hit. And I, I think that's true if you look at the budget. In terms of the... the yeah, the return grosses, on investment. The return on investment, exactly. Which is why we've gotten... I mean, because they both made about the same amount worldwide. Olympus Has Fallen made $179 million. White House Down made $205 million, Just mm-hmm. a hear more. But uh, again, White House Down cost one hundred and fifty. That's not a good return on investment. Right. Olympus Has Fallen has obviously inspired a whole franchise. Um, three of them now. There's London Has Fallen and Angel Has Fallen. And which, side w- note... If I can make a side note, yeah, if yeah. you have not read uh, our comrade in criticism, uh, Ignati Vishnevetsky's reviews of London Has Fallen and Angel Has Fallen, I highly recommend them. They're very funny. He is there's some very sharp criticism about those films. Yeah, he's perfectly suited to break down, you know, sort of a big, dumb, bombastic action movie like that, which... Totally. You know, I'll defend Olympus Has Fallen simply because, for all the reasons that I've stated, <laughs> but I will not defend <laughs> London or Angel Has Fallen. Although, <laughs> by Hollywood math, I will say, Olympus Has Fallen is the winner simply because it inspired two sequels and White House Down. Ah, uh, well, so I want, I, I'm actually curious. So this morning, 
uh, as of this recording. We recorded this uh, on Wednesday of this week. We basically put a poll out on Twitter of which of these two films you prefer. You can find those results on, on the AV Club Twitter page. Currently, as of this recording, we have received 296 votes. Mm-hmm. And White House Down has the very slight edge. Uh, it is at 52.7%. Olympus Has Fallen is at 47.3%. I'm honestly surprised by this. I expected White House Down to win by a mile. I <laughs> I really thought I was, you know, taking up my noble mantle for the neglected <laughs> charms of Olympus Has Fallen here. But I guess well, I a lot of people like that brain stabbing, man. I'm going to keep do, bringing I it up. I think that people agree with you. And, and I think that there's a general kind of... Um, feeling that with this kind of action movie being kind of like giving us more violence and mm-hmm. giving us as as you said what we paid to see is mm-hmm. is better than uh what than than not doing that you know i mean white house down is the pg-13 version of this premise olympus has fallen is the r version yeah yeah that's a great point yeah i just have to say that i prefer the pg-13 version i think in this case um <laughs> i just uh i i do find it more charming ultimately i think um i think Embrick's a better filmmaker and uh again we're not talking about neither of these are are towering pieces of cinema by any stretch sure. of the imagination but I, I can't lie and say that if they if they decided to green light a, a white house down sequel that i wouldn't enjoy that i mean i i would see it you know if they make a fourth <laughs> olympus has fallen you're there <laughs> i'd probably go see it i mean you know what man i go and see all the fast and furious movies too this is just a yeah. type of movie that when i triple x state of the union is another great example of this type of movie it's it's just a movie that is and, and you're right on with the steven seagal comparison and comparing it to like the hyper violent rambo style action movies of the 80s where it's just all about being like tough and blood and body count and all that kind of stuff as opposed to you know i won't argue white house down is definitely the better made film and it's got the better script also but there's something about olympus's fallen that really speaks to the kind of thing that I want to see when I'm sitting down with a bucket of popcorn and probably a couple beers in me. Well, okay, folks. Um, thank you for listening today. That was our inaugural sort of pilot edition of the Premise Dome, something that we may try out again on this show or we might try a print version in the future. We'll see. Let us know if you liked it, I guess. We'll have to find some more movies we disagree on, though. That's true. We're going to have to find some, some some twin films that we fall on opposite sides of the divide. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so There's a lot of movies out there to talk about still folks not a lot in theaters but there's plenty for us to talk about here on film club so please be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we will be back next week with another episode uh next week we are going to be talking about cinema score that is the agency that pulls viewers coming out of new releases obviously they will not be doing any polling for a little while at least because there are no theaters opening but we're going to talk about that and about the films that have earned the notorious f from CinemaScore. Not always bad films. Indeed. (laughs) We will discuss that next week, but I would say they often are not. Yes. Um, More on that next week. (laughs) Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.